Hey guys, what's up? This is episode 7 of The Secret Top 10, and the guest is Sean Donahue. Uh, he runs Gator Blade Films. He directed uh, over 10 feature films. Um, he did Die, Die, Delta Pi. He did The Descort Service. His movies are sleazy, and they fill with nudity and gore. They're, he's a Florida filmmaker. Real cool guy. Um, we actually got a chance to hang out a bit at Wasteland, and he's just really, uh, really like, he's got a lot of charisma. He's funny. He's easy to get along with. So he, he had a great list. I really enjoyed uh, his list, and I enjoyed editing it. So hopefully you guys dig it. Like I said, these are recorded way ahead of time, and then I come and shoot the intros when I get everything edited to see how it goes and all that jazz and all that good stuff. So let you guys know, um, almost the entire first season is filmed, all 13 episodes, except the season finale, um, because that will be live and in person. Um, not live, but in person. We're not, you know, I'm not doing it over Zoom. And then I've actually have one episode from the season two recorded. Now these are doing decent. They're not doing as good as the weekly videos, but that's okay. I'm going to keep doing them. I have a bunch of guests lined up and tons and tons of guests I want to ask to do it. And I'm pretty sure uh, a bunch of them will say yes. So please enjoy the secret top 10 episode seven with Sean Donahue. It's a really good episode. I love his subject. Great stuff. Yeah, check it out. So I'm here with Sean Donahue, uh, runs Gator Blade Films. That's that's out of California, isn't it? Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with no, you. Uh, it, it's funny because I I don't really love the name of my company, but you know now it's it's too late to turn back. I um I really came up with it kind of quick. I was just you know I I used to drink a lot of Gatorade at work. And it just kind of, I don't know, the name just kind of popped in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. And then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, well, I know I know the feeling. Like, Mr. Parka, I didn't expect to make videos. That was just a joke name. And then That's always confused me. Like, because I'm like, your name's Dave Parker. Like, does he just have, like, an accent? Or, like, what's the deal with that? It was you know? a fucking joke. <laughs> and I didn't, I wasn't planning <laughs> on making videos. I just was like, you're going to make the YouTube account. You're just like, fucking Mr. Parka. There we go. And yeah. that was the name. Hey, there it is. Can't change it. Uh, Sean's directed what? How many feature films have you directed? Over 10 feature films, um, right? Yeah, we're at, uh, I'm going into my 13th project. Nice. So I got 12 under my belt. Would you say your uh, biggest films are probably the Descort service movies? Descort and Dada Delta Pi. Yeah. One of, probably two of my biggest hitters. Yeah, that one ended up in like Walmarts and stuff everywhere, right? Yeah. Um. Well, too, it came out almost 10 years ago and things were a little different you know I got, I got a distribution deal on that and and you could still get your movies in in places like that you know not saying you can't anymore but it's a little more rare oh yeah, yeah. and uh you know we were i had people like taking pictures in fyes and and meyer um i don't think i got in a walmart i got a walmart like dot com um yeah. best buys i was in some of those but that movie reached the widest audience for sure nice well if your movie's not called Amityville or Sasquatch or Ouija, <laughs> exactly. it's not making it in any fucking stores anymore. <laughs> so it, it's cool to be able to say that because, I mean, like I said, it's 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 a rarer thing now. And uh, I'm glad I did it when I did it because if I started now, I think it would be even harder to reach an audience. Well, when you say stuff like that, that like uh, I think like that impresses a lot of older guys. They'd be like, oh, is it Walmart? I know what Walmart is. I've been to Walmart. <laughs> so right. they're like... Oh, this is a, this is a real movie. Now. I'm still kind of surprised myself, you know, especially now. Like, you know, I mean, you've seen my movies. Yeah. Delta Pi is a little lighter, but you know, I got some kind of scandalous stuff happening in there. So the fact that they even, you know, bypass the the quality control is kind of amazing. You know? <laughs> oh shit. Um. So. so- we're here to do the secret top 10. I explained in the opening a little bit, but I'm also going to explain here just again. So essentially, this is a, a top 10 show, but I don't know the subject. 
Sean's going to give me a subject. I'm going to have two minutes to guess his top 10. He's going to go over his top 10, talk about as much as he wants about them, and then maybe I'll pop in and say what I have to say if I've seen the movies. And then we're going to go to my guesses, make fun of it, and then we're going to do a ridiculous tournament that I chose for Sean. Oh, and okay. it's super fucking obscure. <laughs> it's obscure. Like, I don't even know if fans of your movies will know all the references in here. I might not Good. even know. You will. You will. <laughs> well, you, we'll I made see. sure you will. Okay. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I don't know my movies as well as people think I know them, but we'll see. You'll know these movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give you Driving Miss Daisy and like the Shawshank Redemption okay, uh, quizzes, right. you know what I mean? I, I really like Shawshank Redemption, by the way. I, I, mean, I, I think everybody does, but you know what I mean? I'm not Right, gonna... right, right. I got you. I think I know yeah. what we're getting into. Okay. So uh, let me know if you're going to time me. All right. I am going to time you. I've got my stopwatch ready. So now how do I do this? I tell you what what the top 10 is and you just go for it you give me the subject and if you have any like little like descriptions like well they, these aren't included like for example dustin said monster movies but no kaiju okay all right i can i think i can help you a little bit so okay so i kind of hinted at, at you but hopefully you know this is a few weeks ago i didn't but, do any research on it and i good. I, I kept it in my mind but i was like right. i'm not gonna okay I'm not perfect gonna cheat. so you know i've seen a few of these where people do top tens it's usually you know what's your favorite slasher movies what's your top 10 kills top 10 nudity i really wanted to do something different something kind of i don't see a lot of so we're gonna do top 10 movies that feature 42nd street as the backdrop of the movie not necessarily it's not necessarily the theme of the movie but it's featured in the movie and it plays an integral part in said movie okay so i've actually got 11 but number 11 is kind of a um it's not an official one because it when i tell you what it is i, I can explain why um and it's a the, the 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 word new york is in the title i'll say that you know but um you know try to do 11 if you can Okay. Um, every every one of these movies absolutely has 42nd Street in it. Um, most of these movies are made between 1970 and 1995. You know, if that helps a little bit. Okay. Um, and it seems like the kind of, you know, I kind of got an idea of what you like. And, and it seems like movies, you pro I'm sure you've probably seen all of them. Okay. I've not failed once, but here's the, here, let me know when you're timing. I, I, okay. I remember I've gotten right. one. I've gotten one on every single time. So I think um, you'll get, I think you'll get more than one on mine. But let me ask you this: Is the goal to try to get my top ten in a row, or or I'll never get them in a row? Okay, that's what I, I was like. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So I'm lucky you get then, one. <laughs> right, and this top ten, it's not like which movie I like necessarily better than the other one. It's just, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, all right, perfect. All right, I'm getting my stopwatch ready. Are you ready? You got any last minute questions? I'm ready. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Now, the thing is, I can't remember if these movies have 42nd Street in them. So guess what? If I know they're sleazy in New York, they're going on the fucking list. That's, so that's, that's a good, like, if this was a multiple choice test, you'd be ahead of the game right there. You know, that, that would be good. And I do like a lot of these movies. So I'm mostly thinking kind of the big... Um, yeah, a lot of them are, you know, for the time, definitely bigger ones. There's one in there that I would almost guarantee that you won't get because I talked to a few friends about this when I was doing it, and I mentioned it, and A, they couldn't remember that it had 42nd Street. B, they're like, why is it even in there? And I got some stories about that, too, and you might even have some answers for me because I have some questions on it, but it's I've an odd it. <laughs> What am I looking at? You got one minute, eight seconds. 
not bad so far. Um, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Remember, we're going for 11. There's an extra one in there. Okay. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I know, like, I'm thinking of all these CD locations I've seen walking around. You're going to get some of these, man. You got 42 seconds. I got 11. Let me see it. Okay, go over right. my list yeah, here. Go over your list. There you go. Look it over. Uh-huh. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know if I should switch that. Oh, wow. Um, um, uh, I'm putting 12. Okay. All right. That's all right. And I'm... Nah. This one's a bonus. It doesn't mean I got it, but I'm just putting it there just in case to let you Maybe know. Maybe you'll surprise me, man. You know. So I'm only counting my 11. Okay. Good. You got twelve. You got twelve seconds left. Any last-minute things? I don't want to jinx myself. Five, four, three, two. That's it. Now, you gave me a, a stuff that I like, and I've always referenced those movies because I like my sleazy, cheesy shit. You know what I mean? Well, I like you, Dave. All right. So you 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 go name your movie. Talk as much as you want. I might pop in at the end so so how does this work so i name the movie and you you say like okay i had that one or something like no, that. no we're gonna start from your 10 and go all the way up and then we'll reveal my 10 oh okay all right that's yeah. fun all right so here we go number one on the list the exterminator in war you have to kill to survive streets of New York, the choice is the same. For the exterminator. Are you familiar with this movie? Great movie. Um, it's got Robert Ginty as the exterminator. Um, he's a great kind of culty actor, and it's a shame he's, he's not with us anymore. I actually didn't find out that he was dead until not that long ago, because I, I wanted to get him for my oh, convention, yeah. I'm like, this guy would be awesome. And then, oh, shit, he's been dead for 12 years, you know. Um, so the exterminator, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but basically this ex-Vietnam veteran or ex or Vietnam veteran witnesses, um, uh, I guess, a, a murder um, uh, situation on, on 42nd Street. And he goes after the, the guys that did it and one by one starts taking down, you know, the whole cartel that's behind this this murder of a prostitute and it's 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 kind of you know it's like uh it's like a death wish kind of movie yeah yeah but a little i think a little more low rent a little seedier and um a lot of it happens on 42nd street you know, <sighs> I think maybe even the majority of the movie yeah so, i mean I, there's a right, lot of okay. sleazy shit in that movie too um, yeah and, and the cool thing about watching movies that have 42nd street i'm always drawn to see what's playing like that's always interesting to me so, and then when they're on Blu-ray now, you can actually read the marquee. Back in the day, yeah, you're like, "What was that?" Better, yeah. So I don't know what that is. See, like, what's playing? And I've even spotted like some of the same movies in other movies. I'm like, okay, yeah. So shot on the same right. weekend. All right, number one exterior. Number two. Um, now this I, I got. Is... I can. Robert Ginty. Have you ever seen White Fire? Yes, I watched that a couple weeks ago for the first time. Awesome. It's weird, man. It's like Super this guy weird. is trying to hook up with his sister in the whole movie. Like, did you catch that? Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. And then, uh, <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't know if that would fly today or even then, you know? Yeah, it's the 80s. Forget about it. Yeah, it, but a good, good, fun movie, nevertheless. Um, 
Steve James is in Exterminator, right? And it's got uh, the dude from House of a Thousand Corpses, Ravelli. He's in that as a goon. So. I think I, I I don't remember too many. I haven't seen it in a little while, and the side players are kind of. And fucking um, Christopher George. Yes, definitely. Grouchy ass Christopher George. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good movie. That's a great one. That one. One quick story, and then we'll move on. That was probably one of the first R-rated movies I think I ever saw because I remember. Um, I was at a sleepover when I was a kid and, you know, back in the mid to late 80s, you know, the typical thing was you take the kids to the video store, they rent some stuff, get pizza, and, you know, that was their night. So me and my two friends, we really wanted that movie and our buddy's mom was, was like, wasn't having it. And then, like, my friend just begged her and we watched it and we're, you know, we're like nine-year-old kids. And it was, you know, I I thought it was awesome, but I think the parents didn't feel right about letting us watch that. <laughs> you know, it's better so. than the Terminator, Mom. It's the Exterminator. I, I think we even actually said that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Terminator. This is different. <laughs> so fun movie. All right, number two. So this is a movie that I newly discovered. It's an older movie, but I newly discovered it. Um, it's got Peter Weller and uh not chris christophe uh, sam, sam elliott mustache guy it sounds like you might have this news. The movie's called shakedown peter weller you're gonna miss me when i'm gone babe sam elliott oh, i know what you're thinking i'm old and slow shakedown whatever you do don't call the cops this movie is great, and I don't know why I didn't check it out in the past. It's one I missed, but it's it's seedy, it's sleazy, it's fun. It's got some weird action sequences. I mean, the ending of the movie, not to give away too much, is ridiculous. But it's, you know, you watch it, and it's enjoyable. Um, and a lot of it takes place on 42nd Street. In fact, uh, Sam Elliott's character, this is the coolest thing about the movie. You know, he's like this rogue cop. You know, it doesn't really like, seem like he has a lot of money and he's just, you know, he's just different. He lives in one of the Grindhouse theaters in 42nd Street. So you think about it, that's not a dumb thing because back in the day to get in like those movie theaters, one or two bucks. Yeah. So his rent's $2 a day. He's got a bathroom. He's got, you know, they're selling popcorn and concessions nearby. He's always got entertainment. Not yeah. such a bad thing, you know? That's a crazy ass movie. It's it's like those times when they would always take two cops and like Peter Weller and Sam Elliott are completely different spectrums here. That's another thing. I love pairing up with like people that don't belong together. That's always cool. The used to be the best genre. Like Running Scared was a great one. Um, the, the Billy Crystal one. Yeah, with Gregory yeah, Hines. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. And then like a Forty Eight Hour. All those ones. Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. But that I one's think really cool. Forty Eight Hours really like set the bar for yeah, those types yeah. of movies. Um, but right. the fucking ending of that movie is insane. And yeah, like I said, I don't want to give it away, but no. it sounds like you've seen it. But it's just, you know, it 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 almost should have been a canon film, but it's not. It's a Glickenhaus, which is which the Exterminator is a Glickenhaus produced movie too, which right. shows me that I should have just went Shapiro Glickenhaus down the whole fucking list. Right. Yeah. There's there's a few. Well, one that's not on here, but a quick mention. You ever see a movie called The Soldier, 1982? No, I have not. It's a Kino Glickenhaus. put that out, right? Uh, yes, I just picked it up. Uh, it's a Glickenhaus movie, and it is actually in Shakedown. That's the movie that Sam Elliott's watching. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so that made me want to check it out. It's a cool movie, too. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. So we got The Exterminator, Shakedown. Number three, 
older movie, I think the oldest one that I named, um, Vinegar Syndrome put it out a while back. It's one of their older releases. We're going to talk about Massage Parlor Murders. Killer that terrorizes them. See a motion picture that will rip into your guts like no other film since Alfred Hitchcock's masterpiece, Psycho. Thiago? See Massage Parlor Murders. Familiar with that at all? I think I watched it originally when I got the Blu-ray, but it was so long ago. It was before I was doing the weekly video thing, so I don't remember a fucking thing except just kind of murders in a massage parlor, sleazy, right? Right. So I didn't, I didn't revisit it either. I actually kind of just vaguely remembered the movie, and I was like, I think it was set in 42nd Street. So I just watched the trailer and I pulled out my Blu-ray and reread it. So I, I can't talk too much about it because kind of like you, I watched it, you know, five or six years ago and then just kind of moved on. But from what I remember, yeah, it was, it was some of a slasher movie from a guy, you know, going to massage parlors in 42nd street and slashing up the, you know, the massage therapist or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, so. it's definitely like, a, there's some comedic beats in it too, if I remember correctly, isn't there? Brother Theodore from the Burbs is in it. Klopek. What is that, Slavic? No. Oh, about a nine on the tension scale, Rube. That's like oh. one thing that I remembered. He's kind of a weird guy anyway, so oh, and it's, yeah. it's so odd to see him in a movie like that. So, you know, that's one cool thing it's got going for it. <laughs> um, so, all right, Massage Parlor Murders, let's move on. Uh, this one, I'm... I'd say you, you have to be familiar with it. Um, basket case? What's in the basket? Who doesn't love basket case? Fun movie, man. You know, um, you know I'm sure a lot of horror fans are going to watch this, so I, I don't feel like I need to explain that movie too much. But 42nd Street is absolutely in the movie, but I wouldn't go so far to say it's an integral part of it. You know, there's a few clips here and there, but the... Uh, the motel where the lead actor is staying with his basket case brother yeah. is on 42nd street. You know? Of course. I mean, so, that yeah. Frank Hennenlotter is just a guy that you think sleazy New York. I would say that there's yeah. three directors that I immediately think sleazy New York, Hennenlotter, um, Abel Ferreira and William Lustig. I knew you were going to say Lustig. He's on the list too. Of course. Um, you know what? I left, I don't think I have any Abel Ferrara movies in this. Let me which just is throw shame. this fucking list. <laughs> which is a shame. No, because I love this stuff, but I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't didn't make the cut. All right. Uh, so basket case. Moving on. Taxi driver. Never see a more chilling performance than this. Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Jodie Foster. Um, I mean, De Niro is up and down the streets on 42nd Street. I think he even takes out Sybil Shepherd to a, a porno movie, and she's all weirded out by it. And he's like, no, I don't know. I think one of his lines in the movie is literally like, well, I don't know much about movies, but, you know, I think it's a good one. <laughs> I love that movie, and yeah. it's it's super sleazy. And I feel like it's like um, rarely is it like a I, we respect these movies on the list but a lot of people don't but everybody respects the shit out of Taxi Driver and I bet after Taxi Driver came out everybody's like gotta have a crazy person on 42nd Street <laughs> I love Taxi Driver um, 
I'd say it's one of my favorite Scorsese movies. I don't think it's my favorite, but you know, definitely you know, an awesome movie. You know, for sure. And the score is uh, one of the scores that I used to catch myself whistling. The uh, Bernard uh, Her- Herman score, isn't it? Herman Bernard okay. Herman from Psycho. You know what? I bet it is. That's the guy who used to do Hitchcock stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it's kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, it's really great score. Yeah, huh? I didn't, I didn't, I never put that together, but that's that's good to know. So, all right, Taxi Driver. Moving on. Um, older movie. You know, this one might be the oldest one in the bunch. I think it came out in 69 or 68. Um, older movie, one that I just recently revisited, or I'm sorry, I watched. I'd never seen it until a couple weeks ago. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. His name is Joe Buck. He's a cowboy. He just, uh, just came in from Texas. Cowboy, huh? I ain't a for real cowboy. But I am one hell of a stud. <laughs> then how come you ain't scored once the whole time you've been in New York? Mm. I've never seen it. You should check it out, man. I know. It's right up my alley. Yeah. And it's kind of like me, too. Like, I'm like, I know I'll like this. I just, you know, other it just never happened. And I knew we were going to do this. So I'm like, I need to watch this movie. And it was great, man. Um, John Voight as Joe Buck, this kind of countryfied guy with a dream, you know, moves to New York York to become a uh, gigolo. And, you know, things aren't working well for him. So he forms a kind of an odd friendship partnership with um, Dustin Hoffman, who's this like gimpy legged hustler guy. That's kind of something's wrong with him. Like he's just an odd character. I, th- I think it might be my favorite performance by Dustin Hoffman other than Rain Man. Like he was just, I haven't seen him like this. Like yeah. this just sleazy, like half gimpy, I don't know. But it was a cool movie nevertheless, just watching these two trying to figure things out, trying to survive on 42nd Street and uh, yeah, just totally check it out, man. Good movie. Um, one question. Uh, better gay cowboys in Midnight Cowboy or Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, well, he, he, he's not gay in the movie. Like he's a, he's it's a, like a, it's like a friend romantic relationship without sex, right? Yeah, no, they're not, neither of them are gay and it doesn't come across that either they did you know and and i mean joe buck is you know he's he only hooks up with women in fact i think there's a scene in the movie where he's kind of down on his luck and he, he does end up hooking up with a guy but you know it's for the money he's like well i got i need to eat you know um but you know it's it's not i there's no real gay undertones like i, I didn't like sense that i've heard it there was before i have the the blu-rays i've been meaning to watch it you know what oh, i mean it's one it. of those hey, gotta check it out man yeah oh yeah so Midnight Cowboy. All right. Uh, next, Black Caesar with um, I just immediately Fred Williamson. Him. There you go, Fred Williamson. Cigar, you know the guy. Fred Williamson, in the private war of an angry man, whose hate was spelled out in the blood of his enemies, his violence, in the curses of his women. Now, take a look at Hobb. Tell me, who's going to control these people? It's a jungle, and it takes a jungle bunny to run it. Black Caesar. Um, it's a, uh, what's the guy that did It's a lot. Larry, Larry Cohen. Larry Cohen. Larry Cohen movie. Um, 42nd Street's all over it. I think the scene where, where Fred Williamson gets shot, there's a scene where he gets shot. I think it's towards the end. I think he's literally walking on 42nd Street when it happens. Um, 
I've never seen this one. I don't think I've seen this one. I've seen a handful of Fred Williamson, but I don't think I've watched this one. If you like gangster movies and pimps and 70s sleaze, I, mean, I love that shit. All that. Yeah, you got to check out, check it out, man. Um, um, and if you like Larry Cohen, it's, it's his style kind of stuff. So um, good movie, Black Caesar. It's got 42nd Street in it. Another fucking guy that I should have put on the list is Larry Cohen. All his movies yeah. are in New York. That was a, that was a mistake right there. He's probably the fourth guy I think of when I think New York. Yeah, that, and Scorsese. You know, then I'd put, he's not on the list with anything, but I'd put Lloyd Kaufman in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a trauma at uh, 42nd Street. I don't, you know, man. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to ask him that one day, man. I don't know. All right. Um, this one's got to be in your list. If it's not, I'm going to, you're having an off day, dude. Maniac. Well, my dog certainly isn't a laughing matter. It's Maniac, a disgusting horror show that forced me out of the theater after only 30 minutes. Maniac is a repulsive story of a berserk killer in New York. This is an extremely brutal film that thoroughly grossed me out. And what sent me out of the theater so early was the scene where we see a head hit by a shotgun blast and it explodes in slow motion. Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't no. love Maniac? Um, I'll say this about Maniac. I'm not I'm actually not a huge fan of it because when I was a, when I was younger, the cover was to me was so much cooler than the movie. And that bothered me like the cover is just awesome. And the movie to me was all right. And the problem that I have with Maniac and, and I'm, I'm rare in this because I've talked to a bunch of people about it and they're like, yeah, you're stupid is <laughs> is the lead actor in it, which I've forgotten his name now. Joe so, Spinell. Joe Spinell. When I see him. I can't not think about Rocky. Like all I think about is that, you know, that guy that's like running the show for in the original Rocky. I'm like, he's that guy to me. Break his thumb like I told you to. When you don't do what I tell you to do, you make me look bad, Rock. I feel you, look, I feel if I break the guy's thumb, he gets laid off, right? He can't make Yeah, well don't money. figure it. Let me do the figure, okay, Rock? From here on, just let me do the figure. Like he's not anyone else but that guy. So seeing him as this serial killer, I'm like, well, he ain't a serial killer. He manages Rocky, you know. But he's always in had so that many problem. movies, and he so. always has the cameo, the sleaze cameo. He just pops up and like um, somebody else. Uh, Art brought it up. He brought up uh, his performance in, um, of course, uh, Cruising, which is you've seen Cruising, right? Yes, I love Cruising. Man, yeah. he is. Yeah. He might be even sicker in Cruising than Maniac. Yeah. He's definitely not as sympathetic. I like him in other roles, but for some reason, Maniac, it just didn't hit right with me. Like, I really like that movie, The Undertaker. I thought that was pretty cool. And that was a, you know, a semi-new watch. I mean, I saw it a couple of years ago. I didn't see it yeah. when it came out. Um, yeah, and he's he's good in cruising. And he's in a lot of stuff over the years, you know, like, because he said, like, small little parts. But um, nevertheless, Maniac absolutely has 42nd Street featured in the of backdrop. Course. So, all right. So we got eight down, two to go. Um this one's not so popular, but 42nd Street is in the title, and I recently rewatched it because I saw it a long time ago, but I don't remember it that well. Uh, Riot on 42nd Street. I'm a reporter. I was born here a street kid, but the street games are different now. We played stickball, kicked the can. Now something else gets kicked. I was in Vietnam in 68. Sometimes I can't tell the difference. Ever see that one? Is that the um, Tim Kincaid movie? He did Breeders and uh, Mutant Hunt yeah, and is. Robot Holocaust. Yeah. I've only seen Robot Holocaust and Breeders <laughs> and so, um, the other one. It's not that great. Like, So the movie's advertised having Jeff Fahey in it from Lawnmower Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like barely in the movies, which you know people did that all the time. And it's like, 
you know, it was probably one of his first roles. And the movie's really all over the place. Like, I couldn't tell you what the plot is because there's just too much. I feel like they just tried to do too much and it didn't make sense. Like, there's cops, there's hookers, there's 42nd Street. Like, this has happened, that, but nothing, like, really connects, you know, <laughs> other than, you know, people fighting on 42nd Street. Um, I'll tell you what it's about. <laughs> the cover art's great, though, isn't it? It's got great cover art. It's got a great title. Um, I think that's his MO. It's entertaining. It's just, there's no plot. Have you ever seen his other movies? I think that's his MO. You know what? Yes, Breeders is kind of all over the place, too. That movie, I felt like I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Robot Holocaust, man. Haven't seen that one. And Mutant Hunt, like the covers, you're like, these are going to be five-star movies. And you get them home, and you're like... I don't know what's happening. I think he even produced. He was involved with Necropolis, too, which also is an amazing cover art. I've still never seen that. But, yeah, the cover is badass. But I always skip over that one for some reason. I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to like it or something. I don't, I don't know. At least, At least watch the uh, six-titted uh, breastfeeding. No. Is, is that pre-Total Recall or after? Hmm. Pre. I would say pre. Wow. So they kind of broke ground on. Yeah. The six. Uh, six is better <laughs> than three. At least it's an even number. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty, man. Number 10. So this one is a weird one. And there's, I would almost, I would bet it's not on your list, but it's got 42nd Street in it. And it kind of works with the plot of this movie a little bit. Um, the movie is Weekend at Bernie's Part Two. From being the life of the party. See, Arnold, he's not afraid of you. You're the bravest guy I've ever met. Weekend at Bernie's Two. No one does dead like bernie <laughs> most people hate it i love it because it's just it, to me it's so bad it's good I, it's my favorite zombie movie <laughs> it can't be your favorite over, over it is my that is a that is a, that is a zombie movie like i don't i'm not gonna argue that with anyone because it is i believe you it's a zombie um, movie i'm not I mean, your favorite though is the one that's getting me <laughs> All right, well, maybe it's not my favorite, but it, it, it's up there, man. It, it's one of my favorite zombie movies because it's just, it's just such a goofy movie. And I, I really like the first one, too. But the second one is just batshit crazy. So at some point, um, Andrew McCarthy and uh, Jonathan Silverman, you know, it's a sequel. So they find, about, find out about some money that Bernie had that it's, you know, not been taken, taken advantage of yet. So they go to the morgue. They get the body. You know, they, they get this voodoo lady to put a curse on him and and he uh anytime music is playing he he starts dancing oh yeah <laughs> and and he and he he leads leads these two guys to the money um actually i left a part out he gets stolen by these these two other you know, like guys that are on the track for this money and they they take him down to 42nd street and they actually put the the voodoo curse on him but they're missing some like elements to their 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 voodoo uh shrine like they, they need a live chicken and i think they went with like a, a pigeon or something like that so so bernie only he's supposed to just walk to the money but he only moves when there's music playing so it kind of it's kind of you know screws around with the movie a little bit but going back so in that scene with weekend at bernie's two bernie gets away from the guys like at some point he gets away from the the two black guys that stole him from andrew mccarthy and and, and joel silver or joel, joel silverman Silverman? I can't help you out on this one. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Bernie gets gets stolen, and and the two guys are looking for him. They end up in this theater where, like, a on Forty Second Street, where there's pornos playing in the background. So they find the the missing chicken 
that they needed for the spell. And they're like, hey, give me that chicken. And the guy's like, no, no, this chicken's with me. So that actor with the chicken, I don't know his name, he is in The Exterminator, and he is in the scene with The Exterminator where he is torturing this woman, and he's got a chicken with him, and he's, like, burning her with this, like, I don't know, this burning device. And I'm like, why is that actor in that scene Exterminator with a chicken under his arm? And then he's in Weekend at Bernie's 2 with a chicken. I was like, he's got to have a chicken wrangler. Friends. He's, he's a gotta, chicken you know, wrangler. Could be that. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. But I'm like, what are the odds of that? This guy's an Exterminator, Weekend at Bernie's 2, and he has a small part in uh, The Soldier. So maybe he's friends with Glickenhaus or he's a chicken wrangler. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's fucked up? Is we do the tournament, and I actually used Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's two in one of the tournaments. <laughs> it so, was a weird Dead Things tournament. You like it too. You like Weekend at Bernie's too. Everyone, everyone likes it. I don't remember it. I always saw it on TV and remember Bernie dancing, and I was like, "Well, that's a weird Dead Thing." It's so probably, I didn't disagree. He's a zombie. It's probably not worth revisiting, but I don't know. I saw it in the theater, and I remember going to the theater with my grandmother and my dad, and they were against it and i like i had to beg and plea and they hated it they're like what's wrong with you and i think it was it was kind of around that time i realized i didn't have the same kind of taste in movies that most people had yeah. like i like weird oddball shit because my dad's like you know he's mainstream like mainstreamy stuff like some of the stuff i watch he can't doesn't work with him he's like what basket case why you know <laughs> i remember i showed my dad part of the first movie i made and like i don't know if you ever watched slimy little bastards Oh yeah, dude. I have a. I had a copy. I don't know where it happened, but yeah, I got one from you when uh, when you first put it out. And uh, I showed him that slime scene because I had shot it. It was it was with my cousin. And my dad's like, why, "Why is he being such a jerk to that guy? Is that slime making him angry?" I was like, "No, he's just an asshole." Like I don't have to explain this to you. Like he didn't understand that he was just a dick at the work site. He thought the slime made him evil. I was like, "No." You know, math. You know, I I tell him, you know, just just keep at it. Do the homework. I know it's a lot of homework. I know it's a lot. Shut up. That'd be cool, though, if you made a movie where slime just made people angry. It was like angry, angry slime. It's Ghostbusters 2. You're right. It's mood slime. Mood slime. <laughs> they start yelling at it. You're right. Someone's already done that. Oh. Uh, I don't have a problem with rewatching Weekend at Bernie's 2. You're talking to a guy who prefers Chud 2 over Chud. I love Chud 2. Me too. I don't think... I think, it's, I think it's way more entertaining than the first one. I agree. It's a kid's movie, but people are so mad that it's not Chud 1. It's like, you guys are forgetting that Chud 1's good but kind of boring yeah chud i was gonna say that chud one is kind of a slow moving boring movie for the most part you know it's got all the elements to be this amazing movie and it's it's okay but yeah. chud two is a masterpiece because it's fun it's ridiculous and it has garrett graham in it agreed he's suave he heterosexual <laughs> he's charming <laughs> he's Different. Well, he eats people. I guess that could be interpreted as personality quirk. He's Bud the Chud. We just talked about Garrett Graham with uh, Marcus. Marcus, we all love Garrett Graham because he's yeah, just fucking... I, I like him a lot. My favorite role with him is not a horror movie, though. I love him in... You ever see Used Cars? Oh. <laughs> he's in that movie, dude. He has that big speech, right, where they're doing the cars, and uh, then uh, Frank yeah, yeah. McRae jumps up on the car and he gets shot, and something goes wrong, and he's just like... Oh, yeah, the commercial, and they're doing <laughs> yeah, the commercial. Yeah. yeah, it's like two... Like, they're, like, they're shooting each other, and then ketchup's flying out. That movie is... I don't think that movie gets the credit it deserves. I don't think it did that well, and it wasn't 
you know, it's got it's got a lot of big name people in it, and it's I think Steven Spielberg is the executive producer, or maybe even the director, and it just um, really didn't do it that. This is Zemeckis directed, right? But it, I bet Spielberg. You're touched right. It. Zemeckis directed it. Um, uh, Spielberg is the executive producer. It's I watched that for the first time a couple of years back, and it was one of the funniest movies I've seen. Like it's awesome, man. The, I, it, it's one of my go tos. It would be probably in my top ten favorite comedies for sure. The scene where they fucking uh, they rip the guy off with the dogs with the dogs. And they oh, run yeah, over the dog. Like, the rock under the car. He's like, "Oh, Toby!" Like, there's so many funny things in that movie, man. And Eric uh, Graham is 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 perfect in that role. If I give you this car for this price, my boss is gonna have a heart attack, and he runs. And he's like, "Ah!" I think I remember. If you watch the commentary, because I've watched or listened to the commentary rather, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the first choice for that role. I think they were looking to try to get Dan Aykroyd or something for. No, no, I'm sorry. It was supposed to be John Candy. Was Instead of Kurt Russell or Jack Warden? Um, no, in, in Garrett Graham's role. Oh, oh. Yeah, they wanted John Candy for that role, which I'm sure he would have been great, but it would have had a different feel to it. He's know? got a good-natured uh, thing about him. Garrett Graham just seems like a sleazeball. Yeah, yeah. John Candy's more lovable, for sure. The only time but... I've ever seen John Candy sleazy was in JFK, and he was just sweating profusely. Yeah, it's kind of like, like Rodney Dangerfield in Natural Born Killers like he was sleazy in there and i remember that really bothered me because i he's always like a guy i see him and i want to laugh and that movie just made me like his role made me feel creepy i'm gonna take out your eye and show it to you <laughs> i love that movie, All right. but so so we did the 10 there's that honorable mention one. Oh, remember i said 11 yeah so the honorable mention i'll tell you why it's an honorable mention uh it's escape from new york it's not the future we wanted but the future that happened once a great city, now a high-security prison designed to keep society's criminals in. But now, everything rides on getting one person out. So 42nd Street isn't necessarily in the movie, and it's not in the movie, but they mention it, and I think at one point they drive past it, but it's not 42nd Street, it's faux 42nd Street. So that's why I can't say it's an official. Oh, yeah. It's the N.O.G. Castellari movie, right? Yeah. But it's mentioned, and Escape from New York is an awesome fucking movie, so it deserves to be somewhere on the list. Okay. Good list. Right, Good list. Uh, I went. I always go basic bitch when it comes to these lists to write them, just because I revert back. Okay. Um, number 11, Taxi All Driver. Right. Okay. That's one you got. Hell yeah. Number 10, Vigilante by William Oh, Mustang. that's a great one, man. I'm surprised I left that out. You're not safe anymore. Their numbers are growing. And you must wage a war to eliminate the problem. Yourself. Vigilante. I don't know if 42nd Street's in it, but hmm. I feel it like it be. could be. Who directed that? Lustig. I was going to say, like, it, it wouldn't shock me either way, but it probably is. I'll, I'll give you it. Yeah, we're mentioning a lot of fucking Fred Williamson. Yeah, well, well, he did. I mean, he was big on Forty Second, and I think he made up like all his most of them in New York. Like that was his stomping ground. So, so all uh, right, that's a good one though. I panicked and put Maniac Cop. There's someone out there. Hey! No one knows his name. No one knows his face. Oh, no. But now, the most terrifying man in the city. Officer! Officer! Oh, thank God, it's you! 
carries a badge. You know, okay, I watched rewatch Maniac Cop for this list. I don't think it's it's Forty Second Streets in Maniac Cop. Maybe the sequels. I'd have to revisit those, but I don't. I can't one hundred percent say it's in that movie. Yeah, I couldn't remember either. Yeah, and so. I I actually prefer two and three over one, which is crazy. Yeah, I, they're fun. So you got you got one official one we know for sure. That's Taxi Driver. Number eight, which is a wild card, which has a a great scene in the opening, which I believe is Forty Second Street is nightmares in a damaged brain where you have the character wandering <laughs> down and he's seeing all the sleaze and he goes in the, the uh, strip joint and he sees like the, the quarter booth. I believe that's 42nd street. Cause then he drives cross country to California to kill his family. Prepare yourself for the most intensely shocking motion picture of our time. <laughs> nightmare. The that's the same mo- nightmare as the alternate title, correct? Yeah. 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 Okay, I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I can't. I'm not the best person to judge on that, but you're you're probably right on that one. But that's a good, that's a cool movie, nevertheless. Yeah, the opening stuff's great in the sleazy. Yeah, I'm gonna city. I'm gonna have, I have to revisit that one. Nightmare and a damaged brain. You know who put that out? Um, Massacre is supposed to put it out, but 88 Films put out a release. Code Red put out a DVD and a Blu-ray that I think is out of print. So right, might be able it. to get the 88, or you can just wait for the Code Red, uh, the Massacre. But that could be a long time. Okay. Um, number seven is one I could not, I believe this is the one I watched, called Children of Times Square. That's their flow. Hey, buddy, what's happening? Long time no see. See you tomorrow. That's their flow. Same place. How many? Just two of them. CJ, over here! Let's go. believe 42nd street's gotta be in it like it's gotta be i don't know anything about that one and if i'm not mistaken this is the movie where we have the um you know in the heat of the night how they had the tv version right they had the african-american guy i don't remember his actor name uh sydney well i don't know the tv yeah the tv version of that this is like the reservoir dogs conversation who was the tv version of that yeah but uh he basically plays this like uh drug pusher and he has all these kids working out from the the sell drugs and shit and i believe that's the movie i'm thinking of i think i covered it on my show it's been a long time though i think it's called children of times square i'm gonna write that down i've never even heard of that trend of Times square all right Number six, I got Andy Warhol's Bad. I was like, this movie I remember being super sleazy. It's got to have somewhere. That's So I, I went super New York sleazy. Get in the car. I don't want to. Glenda, what's wrong with you? Don't you want to go for a ride? Get in the car. Mary, are you coming? Okay, okay. Should I get in the back seat? Hey, mister, you got a dollar... No, I don't. Do you have a dollar? Oh. Never seen that either, so 
I'll have to research that one too. It might not be in there. It's been 20 years since I watched Andy Warhol's Bad, but I just remember Susan Tyrell wandering around dirty-ass fucking, I believe, New York City like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, I think that that's where Andy Warhol lived. I yeah, think. yeah. So. Have you seen that one at all? You said no? No, never seen it. You, you check that one out. Movies I haven't seen at all. So. so you should you should watch Andy Warhol's Bad. I'm going to rewatch it too. I hope it gets a nice release. That's kind of holding me back. Um, one of my personal favorite movies is Miss 45. Every day, on every street, in every city, women are insulted, abused, threatened. Oh yeah, man! I'm, uh, that one should have been on my list too. But is know? it? Is there? A, is there a Forty Second Street? I don't know. I have to. That's worth rewatching again because that's an awesome movie. I tell you one thing I like to say about that movie: the first time I watched it, I like after I watched it, I'm like something. Something was off. Like like something was weird. I didn't know that the lead actress never said anything in the whole movie. Like because it was well, it didn't. It didn't click because it was just. The movie was just moving so quick and things were happening and it was it's so interesting. I'm like, she didn't fucking say anything. That's like, <laughs> like I spit on your grave. There's, there's no fucking music in this like, movie. It didn't click until after I watched the movie. I'm like, that's amazing. Like that she held my interest and said absolutely nothing in the movie. But I don't know. I always thought that was cool about that movie. Oh, that's a, it's a really cool idea too. Like, cause she can't scream. She can't get her voice out she can't right, do anything so right, yeah. what's she gonna do she's gonna act out fucking shoot him yeah i think i think that actress is she's no longer with us i, I think, think she, she uh died uh quite some time ago actually yeah she was zoe tamarellis or zoe lund zoe lund was her name or, i don't think she did a lot of other movies either i think i think know. she pops up in bad lieutenant and uh she, oh, really? she's, she's kind of a i think she's one of the uh women uh doing drugs with harvey Keitel. it's been years so in the in the uh, <laughs> yeah. anyone who's seen that movie like that's like the first thing that pops in their head that and the scene with the two young girls where he's pretending to be a cop yeah. i'm not going to go into detail you know the scene <laughs> of course oh bad then with number four we got maniac perfect that was on my that's definitely official you got two for sure okay number three new york ripper it's in there or not now, do you know off you know i remember sure? people buying porno magazines down the street but i don't know if it's 40 second i don't remember the bright lights it's definitely not there at night i'd have to revisit that one to know for sure i mean obviously it's in new york but is 42nd street there it should be it could be who knows i don't know number two frankenhooker uh, another glickenhouse movie i believe yeah yeah, yeah. Head and Ladder um, produced by Glickenhaus. I think, I think I, I, I think there's a little, it, it's not in it as much as it should be, but I think there's a small portion where it's in there. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it really should be Frank and Hooker walking down 42nd street doing her thing, but I don't think that that's what happens. But I, with that being said, I'm, I'm almost hundred percent positive that there's a piece of 42nd street. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give you that one. So that's the, no, no, you didn't put Frank and Hooker, but well, I didn't put Frank and Hooker. And number one, what's in the basket, a basket case. The first one that came to my head. Well, you got three on my, you got basket case, maniac, and um taxi driver taxi driver so, not bad 30 I mean, percent. that's the <laughs> second best i've done i got a five and then a three and then a three so you're tied with somebody else not too bad who, who have you've done me dustin who else have you done i've done a bunch of people um so you, we're gonna do them in order so um we started dustin james l edwards marcus C- cook um seb godain um art editor okay okay so Aaron Ryan. Wow, so you've done done a few yep. people. I got some more people coming up. I don't know if I should keep them surprises for when they pop up because they'll see all those before, but after you, keep them maybe surprises. Obviously, all the top ten, everyone's different. No one's picked the same thing, or we've had a we had a repeat, but only one movie uh, was the same. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I kind of checked out Dustin's a little bit, um, but I look forward to watching the other ones. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and. You can come back to and maybe I will change the tournament and do something else. I have another couple of games because I always like to do these dumbass movie games. But like my family and friends are like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like they can't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there has been a bunch of repeats though. Like this list, like movies that people love. So like it's right. a horror genre, right? Stuff like Maniac right. is going to pop up more than once. Yeah, that's kind of, that's cool. Yeah. So the tournament, there's okay. eight games All in right. this hat. Tell me about it. All right, for you, I thought, huh, I'm going to think low-budget kind of characters, killers, crazy people, sometimes okay. twins. Since you directed that uh, documentary about Florida-made horror films, what is it? And you haven't watched it. No, no, I have not. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm a horrible person, if you haven't noticed. I'm instead watching <laughs> watching 94 movies that are just i already seen. But um, what, what what's it, Blood and Sunshine? Blood, Guts, and Sunshine. Okay. So I picked eight different, some are, some are pairs, so there's sometimes there's two, characters from low-budget Florida movies. Oh, okay, I fight. think I'll do all right at this. Yes, now some of them range from super old movies from probably the early 70s all the way up until more modern ones. Okay, all right. So you should know all these. I'm sure you've probably watched all these movies. How many, how many are there? There's eight, and I pull them out. The first two go against each other. You decide who goes next. Okay, okay. And if I can, I'll set up some circumstances how these characters are going to meet. So I'll try to set, I'll try to tell a story. All right. All right. All if right. I no, can. This, this is fun. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's one. So I know these characters are going to meet somewhere. I'm not going to tell. You, I, I've been fucking up and just showing the person right away, but I want to set up a story because I think it's more fun that way. <laughs> oh shit! This is going to be real weird. So we're in the Florida Everglades. Okay. Now, all these, all these people are on a run. They're running from the law. Are they on an airboat? They did have access to an airboat, but they got away from the airboat. So they are on. They have the weapons they had within the movies. So the first okay. group of characters is going to be from the Hook generation. Jacob. Daisy, the leader. Killing was easy for him. Acid. The addict. Depraved. Brutal. Sadistic. Dum Dum. Tough punk. Easily led. Okay, by William the, Griffey. The, the Griffey movie? All right. 
I'm switching it up a little bit. I'm putting Dum Dum, Daisy, and Acid. Acid shouldn't be there because he technically died before he got to the Everglades. But we're putting those three in the Everglades because those are the three most fun characters. And they are going to run into the characters from Marcus Cook's Rot. The two leads, <laughs> Muzzy and Sarah, both right. infected with a rotting disease. So right. who's going to win that movie. fight? Yeah. You know, that could almost happen. I mean, Griffey's still alive. He lives in Florida. You know, Marcus can get here. We should try and, like, make that happen. <laughs> oh, but who, who's going to win that fight? I mean, they're rotting. There's gators around. There's guns. Well, the Gators are going to win the fight. Like that's that's how that. If I was directing, that's that's where I would go with it. I'm like, no one's winning here except nature, you know. Yeah. <laughs> who who wins the next bracket though? Who do you think wins the fight? Well, uh, Marcus's characters, Muzzy and uh, what, what's the other one? Sarah. I mean, they're they're on. They're dying, man. They're not. They're they're, they're like okay, Robocop. What's his name when he gets hit with the toxic? Emil. Yeah, they're in that kind of state. Like they're in no, in no shape to have a fight with the hook generation. Okay. No, that I mean that's that's what I would say. You're right. What, 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 I'm right. Okay, I got that I right. Mean, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's your there, choice. Is there really is there really a right answer to this stuff? The the right answer is your answer. You could be like, uh, that person. Why? Because yeah, I like dying. their hat. They're, they're, they are rotting. You know, <laughs> the title like those people are rotting. Okay. So they're not so, going. The They're hook famous. generation. Moves Griffey's on. So, Griffey's gang beats up Marcus's gang. End of story. Sorry, it's actually Marcus. a really good gang for a for a seventies movie too. Yeah, you know, I, I recently got the um, I pull it out. I got the the box set. The uh, I think is Arrow. Arrow put out the yeah, Griffey yeah, box yeah. set. Yeah, I think you actually turned me. I think I was talking about it because I think I was talking about Stanley and and I think you mentioned that Stanley's not in the box set. No, Stanley's not. Stanley's a great movie. And he had another one with uh, William Shatner that I haven't seen. Is it called yes, Impulse? That movie is great. Impulse. I actually, that's where I met Bill Griffey. They had a, a showing here with, with, and he was hosting it. Yeah. And it was a fun movie and it was, Griffey was awesome to meet. And I think that was the first movie of his I ever saw. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed Hook Generation and Whiskey Mountain, I think. And of course, I haven't seen Whiskey Mountain. Mako Jaws of Death is a good one with Richard Jekyll. I need to check. I have my box set still sealed, but I'm going to watch watch all of them. Quick question. Has uh, you been going to Wasteland for a while? Has Griffey ever been to Wasteland when you he, went? He might have. But by then, like, I probably just knew him in passing like Stanley. And, you know, I, it was, I hadn't really dived into his filmography. So, gotcha. and, like, now I would definitely go up and meet him. But sometimes you're just, like, not as familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. As you should be. Maybe he'll make it up there, man. I mean, he, the guy's getting getting older, but he's still, he's still pretty gets around. Yeah. Okay, so the next one we're drawing out here. And this winner will go against the next one. And they reset. They don't have damage from the previous fight because... Okay, so so the Hook Generation's fighting someone else? Is that... No, or... no. They move on oh. to the next. like Kind of like a March Madness basketball bracket. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> and it's March. I gotcha, I see. Oh, shit. I don't even know how to break this fight down. But I'm going to change the... I don't remember how uh, this one ends, but here we go. It looks like these people both ended up in a mental institution. Okay. So, I, I, all right. All right. I know what it is. The guards forgot to seal the rooms. They didn't put oh, them down. They didn't put the straitjackets on. What this is. So what happens is late night, there's a there's an argument. There's a fight. And the first one up is going to be 
Mike Strauber from Truth or Dare, Tim Ritter's Truth or Dare. He's got to be in there. What is that institution called? Sunnyvale or Sunnyville? Sunny, Sunnyville. I joke with Tim Ritter when I occasionally talk to him, and it's it's the Sunnyville Mental Institution. Okay. And he's going to run into, I don't remember if he was caught or killed at the end of this movie, but he's running into Bob Glazer, Cannibal Claws. You can Ooh, cool. Um, cannibal Claws. All right, we got Cannibal Claws versus Mike Strauber. Man, so without being biased or... You know, I mean, Cannibal Claus is one of my characters, but I think, I think Strawberry could take him, man. I mean, Cannibal Claus, like, I mean, he eats people, but I mean, you know, let's let's face facts. He's an older guy. I mean, he's not too spry. I mean, he's crazy. I mean, he will eat you, but he eats people when they're dead. He doesn't just like lunge at you. Mike Strawberry is a guy who's mentally unstable, and he's got. I mean, the guy's got. He's got that that mallet thing that he hits the lady with. He's got guns, he's got weapons. Cannibal Claws maybe has a hatchet, you know, at best. So I think, I think Strawber, Strawber's gonna take Cannibal Claws, man. Well, he also forgot the main thing. What's that? Mike Strawber's got a critical madness. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts of Truth or Dare is the ending song. A critical madness going places yeah. no one should ever go. <laughs> I think Tim Ritter is 100% embarrassed about that song, but he shouldn't be. And at the time, it was probably like, what the heck? This is terrible. Now it's amazing. It like, adds a certain charm to it. It's so regional. And, I, and they're like genuine regional regional yeah. like and, and and only if you think about like back in the day only higher budget movies had theme songs like yeah. like i'm on elm street 3 had a theme song where they would like that they kind of stopped doing that so to have a theme song in in truth or dare is really kind of amazing you know for a lower budget and, movie and also the fact that it's a church choir and like they watch the movie <laughs> yeah, there's I, like like 35 I, people die in this like, like they'd be like talk you know, he's, he's the best producer of all time. I don't know how he talked those people into that. It's like, hey, here's what we want you to do. Yeah. Well, didn't he talk to those people into giving him a bunch of money when he was, like, 19 years old to make Truth or Dare? The, the, the story is, yeah, he, you know, he, he, he made the production happen, and the producers he got on board didn't know how old he was until about midway through the project. So they kind of stole it from him, and they started... You know, trying to direct scenes and, you know, take things away from him because yeah, I think he was only 18 when that movie was being made. You know, that's so crazy. He got, got screwed over, yeah. But, you know, he's got his name on it now. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, we got Mike Strauber and, and the Hook Generation are left, correct? Those two are going to face each other. Now, okay. I had seven names and I had one that I was like iffy on. So okay. I don't know how these two are going to meet. I'm just going to have to fucking... These two would never meet. It makes no fucking sense, but it is what it is. So this was actually... I asked Marcus, I was like, who would you think? And he suggested this one. And I didn't put this one in originally because I did not see the movie. But it's the Phantom from the Phantom of the Ritz. He's the Phantom of the Ritz! Oh, baby, you know what I like. The 50s were so great. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Uh, we talk about it in my documentary, though. Marcus is fucking steering me wrong. <laughs> he's gonna go i thought you'd seen it that's why he said i was no, like what I, I i'm i'm familiar with that movie but i've actually never seen it um i think uh one of our florida friends rick danford which is a filmmaker down here i think he was an actor or, or, or involved with that movie in some way because i didn't hear about it until recently so i've never seen it i think i have a laser disc or something sitting in here um i haven't had a chance to watch it either so this this was a little cop out on my fault but then he's gonna face off against the man of war 
from the William Grafay movie, Sting of Death, the Jellyfish Man? <laughs> wow. Um, well, this one's going to be hard for me because I don't know much about Phantom of the Ritz and Manowar. I, I, I think I saw that movie once, so I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know who's going to win that fight. You know, I mean, the Phantom is the Phantom of the Ritz. Are they like a ghost or is it just like a person like Phantom of the Opera and they live in, in the theater or something like that? Ask Marcus Cook. <laughs> well, Marcus, he screwed me over on this one, man. Um, he screwed me over. I, I'm going to tell you, like, this one's just this one's going to be a total guessing game. Let's just throw Phantom of the Ritz in just because I want to see that happen because I've never seen that movie. OK, so make them the winner. He takes out the Man of War Jellyfish Man. There you go. Phantom of the Ritz does it again. All right. I don't think that movie's ever really gotten a great release, to be honest with you. I think it's, no. it's kind of hard to find. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is a good one. So what we have here... I'm trying to think of how these two are going to meet. I don't fucking know. But, all right. Um... They run into each other in a grocery store because one's okay. going to get art supplies. Okay. In a grocery store. Adam Zorg from Color Me Blood Red, Hershey Gordon Lewis movie. Okay. And he runs into the madman Angus Lynch from Creep, oh. played by Joel D. Winecoop. I want to be kind of biased on this one, but I think, I mean, I think my pick is, is valid. Angus Lynch is going to win that fight, man. I mean, Color Me, Color Me um, Blood Red that's the the artist that's like coloring with blood. Yeah, okay. it's the bucket of blood. H. Hey, yeah, yeah. Movie, yeah. Um, they never struck me as like a that. I mean, obviously they're fucking crazy, but Angus Lynch is a different kind of like a more violent kind of crazy. You know, it's like and, a Carl Pan's ram. Yeah, and and Winecoop, you know, especially in that movie, like I think he was at his physical peak. Like he was a good sized dude, and like I would want to fight Winecoop now. Like he's, you know, he's. <laughs> have you ever have you ever gotten to meet Joel or no? No, no. But I always watch his movies. I love, he, love his he's, movies. He's exactly you know. I mean, well, not exactly. I mean, he's a pretty laid back guy. But he's just he's got a very powerful powerful presence. Like he's a bigger guy, and he's just you know his, his voice like projects. Um, yeah, Angus Lynch is absolutely winning that fight. You know for sure. I'd like to see Angus Lynch. Maybe it'll end up as Angus Lynch versus Mike Straubber. That'd be kind of fun. Well, we don't yeah, know that's if that's going to happen. So the next fight is the Hook Generation versus Mike Strauber. Ooh, well, you got multiple people versus one, but... He's a mad slasher. Yeah, man. You know, I'm really kind of going with my heart just because I want to see this this go this way. We're going to go with Mike Strauber. I mean, he also has killed numerous people. Didn't he use a machine yeah, gun in the first movie? Yeah, he killed some people at a bus stop with a machine yeah. gun. Yeah. So he's got a gun. You he's know. got a He's got a gun. Insert uh, what David Cronenberg and Nightbreed. He's got a gun right there. <laughs> okay. Then we got the Phantom of the Ritz. This and versus Angus Lynch. Angus Lynch has got. About. He's got some easy fights. He's fighting basically beating up yeah, artists. I mean, the Phantom is like a ghosty. You know, I don't know anything about this movie, but it doesn't sound very. It doesn't sound like Mike Tyson to me. Angus Lynch is absolutely winning that fight. Okay, so he beat up uh, an opera ghost and a fucking <laughs> painter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Truth or dare, guy had to kill fucking who'd he kill first? Cannibal claws and then a then a then a, the then a gang. generation. His fights are a little harder. Yeah, for harder. sure. So the final fight: Mike Strauber versus Angus Lynch, Tim Ritter Ooh, Battle Royal. That's exact. I would, I would, I would pay to see that. 
Like that should be an event at MGM Grand in Vegas. <laughs> and I am in. Um, okay, well, does Mike Strauber have his weapons or it's just a straight up fist fight? Well, I can't take his weapons away. No guns. They all have the rest of the weapons. What of his character? Huh? Yeah. Okay, well, Angus doesn't, he's not really much of a weapon wielder. But he did eat that guy's cheeseburger. Yeah, and I mean, he's pretty spry and he's kind of swift. I mean, if he can dodge the machine gun bullets, or no maybe... No machine gun. No machine gun. No, okay, no machine gun. Because oh, the no hook, generation, hook generation had the guns, so he needs his gun. Okay. But without it, you just can't have a guy with a gun and somebody without. All right, so no machine guns, and then, yeah, Angus Lynch is going to win the fight against Mike Strauber. Is he going to take his copper mask? <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's the truth or dare we never got. He's like, I like that mask. <laughs> Um, I've tried. I've, I've tried to talk to him, and at one point, I think I was even on board to try to make something happen. Um, I think I talked to Tim Ritter and Ron Bach about making Creep Two, um, but it, you know, it didn't happen. But here's a little, uh, little Easter egg. So, um, a company which I'm not going to name right now, they're going to be putting out a Discord service box set um, next year, possibly late this year, but probably most likely next year. And we're shooting uh, a a short film prequel to the original Discord service. And in that prequel is um, Winecoop's character. And Winecoop plays Angus Lynch in the Discord movies. A lot of people didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. catch that. So it's, you know, it's kind of a mesh between Creep and Discord service with this prequel I'm, I'm planning to shoot. So yeah. that'd be kind of fun. You can have some flashbacks. We're, we're going to do a little bit of both. But I mean, but when I approach Winecoop with the role, he's like, well, you know, Angus died in the, the hotel explodes at the end of the movie. I'm like, ah, you came back. <laughs> Make him a zombie. Uh, I mean, I thought about doing that. Maybe we'll put, you know, maybe I'll put a couple scars on him or something. But um, he didn't really die. You know, he's fresh out of jail and and he's uh, he's in escort service now. You know, so you gotta have him steal somebody's cheeseburger in it. That's the one where he, <laughs> he goes up there and he like grabs that dude's cheeseburger at the thing and just starts eating it. Right? I forgot about that. I don't. One thing that I do have that I'm really excited about it. So in most of the movie, he's wearing like this Back to the Future style. You saw him in the '80s. This this you know vest yeah. like life preserver vest. I found one at a at a Goodwill like the one that'll fit Wine Coop and 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 Creep. He's always wearing that thing. I'm like, this is awesome, you know. So I think he had that and like maybe a flannel on under it. I can't remember what kind. I think it's just a blue shirt. Like a light blue shirt. So I'm not we'll telling you how to make the movie. Yeah. I'm not telling you how to make the movie. But like other slasher movies, it would be really cool if he like wandered in somewhere and he saw that and he just was like, he like registered and he was just like, yeah. I have to have it. And he just goes in and takes it like he did the cheeseburger. Yeah. He's like, I'll hey, you got to pay for it. He's like, I don't pay for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he could steal it. I mean, that's. We're not doing it because it's a short film and it's it's super low budget, so we don't have a lot of locations. But I don't know, I might be able to make something like that work. That's kind of fun. You can add that in after the shootout with the police officers and the helicopter crash. It'll be fine. You'll have enough money. <laughs> right. So, uh, what do so you have what going we on today? We didn't What's learn that? anything. <laughs> ah, we learned some stuff. We learned that there's movies that has 42nd Street in it that we're not sure about. We learned that we don't know. We, we learned that uh, we just assumed every New York movie with sleaze in it is 42nd Street. Yeah, I mean, so I'll say this, like your list, when I immediately, you know, came up with the idea, my list was more similar, similar to your list. 
but then I started kind of fine tuning it because some of that stuff I, I researched yeah. and I was like, okay, 40 seconds for you isn't in this, it's not in that. So don't feel bad that, you know, you didn't get more right. Oh, I put a little, three's good. Three's good for me. That's like, oh. Oh, that's a good score. I'm, I'm happy with it. I put an asterisk, I put Driller Killer down there because I was like, maybe. I'm not sure on that one. I mean, yeah. Zabel Ferrara, I mean, I'll have to have to rewatch that one again. But movie's so cheap, I don't imagine them leaving anywhere but the apartment, like in an alleyway. I feel that movie never got, like, I like grindhouse movies, but that one's, like, really grainy, and it's yeah. always kind of taken me out of it. It's, like, it's too, just too grainy. Oh, shit. Is, uh, have you ever seen A Gun for Jennifer? No. Is that movie in New York? I feel like it is. That movie's fucking awesome. I don't know. Real gritty. A Gun oh. for Jennifer. Never heard of it. It's great. It's the one that, like, when people say a movie that's never been released, that's my number one go-to. That you gotta huh. see A Gun for Jennifer. Huh. All right. Let's check that one out. Yeah, but you got anything? You got your uh, the blood and sunshine and got blood guts and sunshine coming out. It's the um, a bigger release. So yeah, so the deal with that one is you know we our Indiegogo ended and then I you know I shipped out the copies and everything. Um, so a, a bigger company which I can't name right now has picked it up and they're going to be doing a much larger release uh, in July is what they said. So I'm really excited about it because it's, it's a company we're all familiar with and Walmart.com. <laughs> no, it's, no. <laughs> it's not them. It's 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 a it's cool. I'll, I'll tell you after the fact if you're if you're curious. Um, but I I know I know for sure they're going to reach a bigger audience than I oh, than yeah. I am. So um, that's always like my goal with that movie. You know, I, I I didn't make that to try to make a bunch of money on it or whatever. I was like, I want people to see this so they can you know learn about a lot of these directors and actors that have made the stuff out of Florida because a lot of people just don't know about that stuff. You know. There's a lot too. I mean, we just named a bunch. We have William Griffey, Term Ritter, Marcus Cook, yourself. Um, hell, the creature from Black Lagoon was uh, creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon was filmed in Florida. That we, we talk about that one. Yeah. In fact, there's so much that after we did the documentary, like through the course of doing it, we learned about more. We have enough material that we can make a sequel. Like there's so much stuff that we missed. You know, like the movie Frogs that was shot down here. Jaws three was shot down here. Like yeah. there's there's all kinds of stuff, man. So. Yeah, so you got that. You, I'm sure you're working on like three or four more uh, movies too, I got, right? Here, I got the test copy on me. This is going to be the. I can't show you too much of it because there's a lot of. It's uh, it's the sushi double feature. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I I want to kind of pre-warn people on that one. It's I wouldn't even really say it's a movie. You know, it's 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 along the lines of like a Playboy Playmates pictorial video. Yeah. Um. But it's still kind of fun, nevertheless. I mean, I had fun making it, and I did a little 10, 15-minute how-to-gore uh, video I put on there where I show people how to make just cheap, cheesy gore if people yeah. are into that. So, um, you know, something to, something to entertain you for an hour. Nice. So. You had, a, you had a good list, man, and it, it it helps. Like, I'm waiting for like my friend or a director to get on here that I like, I love, but they're gonna give me like something like '50s musicals, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm like, not that I hate them, uh, it's just I don't I know mean, shit about them. I wanted to do. I mean, I could have went that far out of the box, but I wanted to do at least something that I'm I'm interested in too. You know, I'm not gonna yeah, be like, yeah. Ten but favorite movies about opera or something. You know? that, those are definitely the kind of list I'm looking for. Like, not necessarily like they have to be a little bit more specific because over time, you know, there's gonna be too many repeats. Like, I can't wait for people to be like my top five favorite, uh, like top t- five. It's secret top ten. They're like five. I'm like what? <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like, I, I like the the little crazy stuff like that because it can be right. broad. You could be like my top ten favorite performances by a drunk actor. Any fucking thing. <laughs> like that would be uh, fun. I- Asbestos felt in Killing Spree. There you go. He could have been in the tournament. 
Um, I had I had a drunk actor, um, Bianca Barnett in Died at Delta Pi. Yeah, but her performance wasn't good. <laughs> but still, you know, drunk. Not actor. every not everybody can be Oliver Reed. <laughs> you know, so well, dude. Well, this has been fun, man. You know, having back. The next time you do something something different, I'm I'm totally into it. And uh, thanks for having me on yeah. your uh, show, man. Thanks for doing it. I really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Oh, man. Hopefully, I see you sooner than later at Wasteland or something. I'll be at Wasteland. You? I'm not. I'm not going to make this next one, unfortunately. But I might make the October one. There's a, you know, good possibility. All right. Well, I'll see you then. Oh yeah, man. Check you later. Florida's got something in the water. The whole idea is they don't quite know what we're doing. They just know we're having a heck of a good time, and they are having a heck of a good time. The Uh-Oh Show. It's There's something creepy about it. There's something raw about it, primitive. That incorporated what Florida's known for, alligators, snakes, uh, a tropical setting. There's going to be no snakes in there. No snakes. I think I do have a beautiful body. And I keep it right over here. <laughs> the horror movie that turned you into horror. It was called Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare with Madonna? Not the Madonna film. Okay. Especially when you're shooting 12 days straight. Many days were 16 to 20, 24 hour days. Objection overruled. I've never seen so much of it in one place blew my mind. It blew everybody's mind. I was naked. Sue, of course, was naked. The set was so wild. It was just so much fun. Now that's how you do it. It is a flavor of its own, and it's well worth checking out. Oh shit.